Hits. 99 on the last pitch of the night. You will not see a better pitching performance in terms of stuff and in terms of willpower. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 50 of All In with Kevin. I am your host, Kevin Lewis. On today's episode, I'm going to discuss the New York Yankees. Um, not the not in the typical way. It's um, Garrett Cole pitched a gem. I'm kind of going to focus on that. I have a lot of thoughts. And I'm going to talk on a more negative side. I'm going to talk about Ronald Acuna a little bit and his um, season-ending injury. But I'll start with Cole. So the Yankees won. Uh, mind you, this is being recorded at 1 o'clock in the morning on Sunday, July, whatever today's date is. It's the 11th. So this is being recorded at 1 o'clock on July 11th. Um, so a few hours ago, the Yankees completed a 1-0 win in Houston over the Astros to take to take the second game of the series and to take the series as a whole. They've taken the first two, and the Astros have yet to score. I'm not even sure if they've gotten a person to third base in the series. Which is good. I like that. I like that. I hope that continues into tomorrow. But um, as far as the game itself and, and Cole and all of that, um, Cole was masterful. Like I, I've been firing off jokes, and please understand that they are jokes. I never thought that Garrett Cole was actually going to turn into Caucasian Hideki Arabu. Let's, I never thought he was actually going to be uh, luxury brand Carl Bovano. I didn't think any of those things. I was firing off jokes because spider attack and whatever. Okay. So with that said, it was great to see him look like himself tonight. It was great. Or last night, excuse me. It was great to see him look like himself. Um, while he he obviously didn't look like you know spider attack Garrett Cole, he looked very 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 fucking good and you know great if you want to go that far he he did what he wanted you know outside of a, a couple of walks and you know a few spurts of wildness he he located where he wanted to um you know he was aggressive in the strikes when he needed to be you know he 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 located and he painted when he needed to you know he attacked when he needed to Garrett had the entire repertoire on display for everybody to see. And it was great to see because he struggled for, call it a, a month now, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. I'm not exactly sure when the crackdown started, but it's been a struggle for him. Because like even the good starts, like he wasn't missing bats in the way that we are accustomed to Garrett Cole missing bats. So it was a very encouraging sign that he went out there and he did what he did. And the Yankees needed it because their bullpen is depleted. You know, Loisaga's out. Chapman might as well be fucking out because he's been a mess for a month. Like, I don't think Chad Green was available yesterday. Um, yeah, the, the, they needed a long outing from Garrett Cole, and he did he did even better, and he never came off the mound, which is great, which is excellent. That That is what you pay him the big bucks for. You pay him for outings exactly like that, in, in context exactly like that, you know, a quote-unquote big game. I'm, I'm, I'm not too keen on calling July games big games, but it's a quote-unquote big game against a quote-unquote rival in adverse in, in um, adverse settings. You know, i.e. your bullpen is done for and 
you basically have to dig deep and figure out a way to get to the finish line because he threw I want to say it was like 126 pitches he had to dig deep and find a way to get to the finish line so Garrett Cole gave Garrett Cole showed you exactly why the Yankees gave him that blank check two years ago because he's capable of doing stuff like this on a start to start basis and he is able to single-handedly win you a baseball game. Yes, I'm aware that Aaron Judge hit a home run, and good for him. And I'm aware that that was the deciding run of the game. But Garrett Cole won the Yankees that baseball game, period. He did. And, again, it was good to see, fresh off of a few bad starts in a row, to see Garrett Cole do what he did. And it was great, also great. Like, I give Aaron Boone a lot of guff, like... I've never been too keen of his managing. Like I feel like he always is trying to steal outs and leaving guys in too long, and it's just entirely too cute. Um, his managing style for me, like, like oh, you know, you know, fuck it, you know, I'll save this guy for then, and I'll I'll steal a couple of outs, and it almost never works. In 2019, when the Yankees won whatever, like 106 games, it was cute because it didn't matter what he did. The Yankees were winning regardless. And they often won in um, in time uh, times in spite of Aaron Boone. So it was what it was. But I, I have to give him his credit for not taking Garrett Cole out of the game, and especially not taking him out for Noah Rolls Chapman. Look, Aaron Boone managers as a whole have this fascinating like cling on factor to their closers. Like they feel like if they bring him in the game. They can't take him out unless he flat out blow. I'm talking about the good closure, not the, not like the Hector Neris's of the world. No offense, Sam. I don't know why he was the first person that came to mind, but he did. Not like the Hector Neris's of the world or whoever. I, I don't know why he's the only one I can think of right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, like the the, the Rodas Chapmans, like the elites, like the Edwin Diaz's, so on and so forth. Those kind of guys. They have a weird managers have a weird. Fix a fixation on these guys like yo if I take them out they might be broken I can't take them out unless they blow the game like or until they blow the game I, I, I can't like they feel like they can't remove them and they feel like every single situation where the closer is rested and it's a safe situation they absolutely have to come to the game fuck the context fuck everything else they have to come to the game so as much as I, I, I have given Aaron Boone g- grief for all of the bullshit that he has done as far as leaving pitchers in too long and relying and uh, relying irrationally, in my opinion, on a Rolis Chapman, because some, sometimes a Rolis Chapman just doesn't have it, and it's okay to take him out of the fucking game. Like, are you trying to win or are you trying to protect his feelings? Because just last week when Aaron Boone said the Yankee season was on the line, he brought a Rodas Chapman in a four-run game against the Angels, and left him in until he uh, until until he um until he squandered the entire fucking lead. Uh, he could have taken him out at any like it was so obvious that Rodas had nothing. And Aaron Buda said, "You know what? I'm gonna leave him in the game. That's my guy." Or, what, or whatever stupid shit managers say to themselves when they when when they're leaving in the closer to sabotage everything. And he left him in. He did that. He brought him in against the Mets. That went poorly as well, even though we... Ch- Chad Green pitched... I, I think Chad Green threw exactly two pitches. 
the inning before and he took him out because, oh, we needed him for the second game. Win the first one, dummy. But anyways, enough for the negative. Good for him. He, he, he did not take him out. I'm glad he didn't. From a baseball perspective, Garrett Cole was the best option you had. Point blank. Like, obviously, Garrett Cole, we know what the top-end ability is. We know what he's done tonight. And we know what the Yankees' bullpen looks like. He was your best option, unless he was unless he was just at like 145 pitches or something stupid like that, and you had no choice but to take him out of the game. Hence why Aaron Boone went out to the mound, Garrett Cole cussed his ass out, and he left him in the game. But uh, Boone and Cole both revealed afterwards that, okay, this is your last... Um, the exchange was basically, you know, Garrett Cole landing off some F-bombs, and then, and then uh, Aaron Boone saying, look, this is your last batter one way or the other. So, uh, I'm glad we did not get to see what would have happened if the batter got on base. Thankfully, he, um, and 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 also on the last out of, on the last at bat of the game, Garrett Cole pumping a fastball inside that that Yordan fouled off, and then pumping two straight pa- past him to end it was just beautiful to watch. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful to watch. It was, you know, sometimes like I, I know we're kind of in an era where we understand and contextualize winning and losing more. Well, most of us, a lot of a lot of us, I shouldn't say most of us, some of us, contextualize winning and losing a lot more. We realize that there's more to the game, especially when it comes to evaluating players, than winning and losing. Not everything is about winning. Not everything is about losing. And everything in context is key. Like, like, like Mike Trout's entire career kind of sums that up. Like context is key. There's nothing more you could really reasonably expect Mike Trout to do, unless you want him to leap tall buildings in a single bound and save ki- and save a million kids from burning buildings. There's nothing more that you could expect Mike Trout to really do from a purely baseball perspective. But at the same time, like I love displays of competitive fire. I love them. I love displays of competitive. I'm not going to lose. I got us. Get the fuck out of my face. Those type of com- competitive fire displays on uh, um, in sports. And Garrett Cole in the ninth inning, like watching him try and figure that out, like watching him try and get out of there with a, with a W and protect a one-run lead and telling his manager to fuck off in the process is something that I love and I, and I and I appreciate and can always always get behind. Always. Like as I said, I I know we a lot of us have kind of altered our viewpoints on on certain stuff and I don't necessarily like the same stuff that I might have liked in 1995 and my thought process thought processes have evolved and all that and and I'm good with like good sportsmanship and you know, I'm good with like the Francisco Lindor style where Francisco loves everybody. Shouts to him. I'm also good with. I, I, I like acrimony. I like. I, I like the um, the manager coming out and, and and the pitcher telling him to go fuck himself. <laughs> like I like that. I, I like that kind of strife in my sports. I do. I like it. I really appreciate that. And th- this is the type of thing where, if the Yankees go on to 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 go on a magical run and win a championship. But before I, I get bombarded by the people who listen with, oh, you're you're delusional. You're, I, I'm not saying they're going to do it. 
I, like I've made it clear where my where my stance is on the team. Like I don't think that they have that kind of ceiling, but I I still believe they're going to make the playoffs. But if the Yankees do for some reason, or let's let, let's say they make a couple of trades, if the Yankees go on to win a championship, we we are going to remember this start, and we are going to remember that ninth inning, and we are going to remember those fifteen seconds where Garrett Cole was talking that talk. On the mound to Aaron Boone. We're going to remember that. And I hope we do get that. Because this start deserves to be to, to, to be remembered for a long time. And if, and if it leads to, or I shouldn't say leads to. If, if this is the precursor, I guess that's the best way to put it. If this is the precursor of a nice long Yankee winning streak that leads to greatness in October, I'm all for it. Because it was great. It was absolutely great. Um, as far as the the potential long term effects, um, I mean, as they say, your momentum is only as good as your next day start. I don't really believe in momentum as far as you know day to day, game to game kind of stuff. I, I don't. Like, I don't think this game has anything to do with tomorrow. Because guess what? Garrett Cole's not pitching tomorrow. Jameson Tyone is. Hopefully, he pitches well. I, I still believe in him. Like I still believe he could be a good number three starter. Like I don't think he's a, a two or anything like that. I think he could be he could be a solid number three starter. I think he got to iron out some kinks or whatever's going on with his 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 repertoire and his mechanics or whatever else. I'm not an expert, but I'm assuming there's something going on there. But because um, I feel like his repertoire was better in Pittsburgh, but now it's kind of eh, it's kind of he has one really good pitch. Like, he pitches like a reliever, basically. Like, he has a reliever profile. He has one really good pitch, and then a whole bunch of, eh. Like, he, you know, he, he is what he is. But um, the it, it, we, we complain, and Yankee fans complain about the lack of fire on the team and how they don't look like they're having fun and, you know, how they don't necessarily have leadership, which I think is stupid, by the way. Because not not all leadership is loud. Like not everybody can be CC kind of leader. Like CC is the big lovable, the big lovable loud bully, <laughs> which is a funny set of words to put together. But you know what I mean. If you know CC, you know exactly what the fuck I mean. He's the big lovable loud bully. And not everybody can be that. Not everybody's supposed to be that. You can lead in different ways. Like in some clubhouses around some people, the loud leadership is better. In some clubhouses around certain people, some locker rooms, whatever, quiet leadership might be better. In some locker rooms, you need both. I kind of feel like the Warriors are a good example of that. Like, Steph is the undisputed leader of that team, if you ask them. Like, a lot of people think it's Draymond because Draymond is loud. Nobody on the Warriors will tell you that, though. They will tell you he is a leader on the team, but they will also tell you that how Steph goes is how they go. So, yeah, like, is Aaron Judge a leader? Yes. Aaron Judge leads by example. Like he's a class guy. Like he he stays out of trouble. He does all 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 the cliche stuff. Like I don't think I need to go any further on on, on that with Aaron Judge, but he does all of that stuff. And he he's a hell of a player. And and by all accounts, his teammates fucking love him. That's a leader. That's a leader. And he's willing to do whatever it takes to win. That's a fucking leader. But what Garrett Cole showed on that mound in that ninth inning, especially, is fucking leadership. It's ownership. He took ownership of that fucking game. He said, look, this is mine. This is mine. You ain't taking it away from me. I'm not coming off this mound for nobody. And I respect the fuck out of it. I really, really do. I respect the fuck out of Garrett Cole for his performance. 
and I will rescind all of my all of my jokes <laughs> uh, compared to mediocre right-handers from years past. But he was absolutely incredible. But if you want leadership, that's what you got on that mound. And hey, look, may, maybe this is maybe this is a starting point. Maybe this is a jumping-off point for the Yankees. I'm not into it one way or the other because the Yankees have have started and stopped and pump faked and went on runs and went on bad runs all year. So I'm not here to say shit about what's going to happen or what I think is going to happen outside of I still have faith that the Yankees are going to make the playoffs. Ultimately, I think they're going to get there. The extra wild card spot is what is 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 what is driving that opinion. I think they're going to make it based on that. But if you want leadership, you got it. You want fire, you got it. You want passion. You got it. You want competitive spirit. You got it. You had all of that in the ninth thing. You had drama and everything. Like, <clears throat> that's one thing I'll agree with the, the boomer types on. Watching a starting pitcher go deep into games is still great. I, I understand why strategically you don't necessarily want it because obvious reasons. You know, you go, you go two, three times to an order. You know, your stuff typically gets worse. And... Obviously, like they've seen what you got, and they might have you timed up by then. So, I understand, and I'm not disputing the strategic aspect of it. But watching watching a guy in the eighth inning at like 105, 106 pitches, try and figure out, okay, how am I gonna get these three outs and maintain the lead for my team? It's still elite theater, absolutely elite theater. I could agree. I think most of us can agree on that. Like. A lot of us, a lot of us on my side of things, don't necessarily care about the machismo. We don't care about the yeah, you gotta go out there, you gotta throw 135 pitches. Back in my day, like we we don't we don't care about that. But the drama is the drama, and watching guys try and work through it is the drama. Like an example that comes to mind from yesteryear, so to speak, was the 2003 ALCS Game Seven. As much as yes, it didn't work out for the Red Sox, and yes, I think they should have pulled Pedro Martinez. Part of the drama of watching that game, besides the obvious other factors, you know, Red Sox-Yankees, ALCS, Game 7, Boston streak of futility, all of that, was Pedro Martinez trying to get through that when he was clearly on fumes. And yes, he should have been out of the game, I understand that. But that was part of the drama, watching Pedro Martinez, especially given that the Yankees hated him and he hated them. So watching him try and get through that, was high quality drama, high quality TV, and, and, and it's it's competitive angst in a way that really adds to the watchability of it. Like I, I don't have any problem with relief pitchers. I don't have any problem with watching relief pitchers. Like they they they, they got great stuff, and in some cases, watching relief pitchers is incredibly fun too, because they have elite stuff, and they got and they throw it past people, and they come in and. And they throw and they throw their heat and they don't give a fuck and all of that. That's great. Not knocking it, but there's nothing quite like having a starter deep in a game, 100, 105 pitches in, 110 pitches, whatever in, and trying to navigate and saying and and that 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 kind of ownership of the game. It's just different, and it add it very much adds to the theater. But yeah, I mean, one 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 more time. Shouts to Garrett Cole. Um, hopefully the Yankees will get the sweep later on today at two o'clock. Framber Valdez is pitching for the Astros, who was a pretty good starter for them, and the aforementioned Jamison Tyone is pitching for the Yankees. 
Um, I'm not. I don't really care that much about the results of this game, considering they already won the series. But a sweep would be nice. It would be a sweep would be really nice. So, and it would be really nice going into the All Star break with good vibes. So, hopefully, the Yankees get that done. Um, before I, before I close, uh, I'll speak a little bit about um, Ronald Ronald Acuna and the Braves. Um, Today, uh, yesterday, excuse me, Ronald Acuna was chasing down a fly ball by uh, Jazz Chisholm of the Marlins. He missed it. He landed awkwardly on his knee and was on the warning track writhing in pain for quite a few minutes until they got the cart for him. And he was crying on the cart. And <sighs> it breaks my heart. Um, I love Ronald Acuna. I love his game. I know a lot of people don't like him for the obvious dog whistly reasons. You know, oh, you know, his big chain. And, oh, he celebrates home runs. And, oh, he doesn't play the game the right way. And all that fuck shit. I mean, see some of the conversation around him with the whole Marlins throwing at him all the time. Even if some of it is not intentional, but they hit him all the time. See some of the conversation around that with Ronald Acuna to see why people just don't necessarily fuck with him. But I love Ronald Acuna. To me, Ronald Acuna, the the Ronald Acuna types are what makes are what make baseball great. Like baseball needs more Ronald Acuna and not less. He's flashy, he's fun, he's great at his fucking job, and he doesn't bother anybody. He doesn't go out there like he, you know he he has good he has good energy, largely like he has good energy. He doesn't go out there, he doesn't bother anybody. Look, he's just going out there doing his job, hitting his home runs, pimping them. You know, and, and bringing swagger to the field. I love Ronald Acuna. Um, I'm sad that he's out. It's baseball, so like the recovery shouldn't be. It shouldn't be too long. Like he probably should be back by the time, what May of, of 2022? Probably. He should be back by May. May maybe even opening day if everything goes right. And with modern medicine, who the fuck knows? Anything is possible. He might be back by spring training for all we know. So, unfortunately, um, he's done for the year. I don't know what the Braves are planning on doing. Um, they're still in the thick of things, I guess, but they're not very good. So, who knows? And I think Freddie Freeman, if I'm not mistaken, is an impending free agent. Or... I'm, I'm not sure. He might have he might have um, another year after that. I think he's in a penny free agent though. But yeah, um, I hate it for him. Uh, I I really really do. He's one of the game's bright brightest young stars, and I really just I, I really just wanted to 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 wish him the best. I wish him a speedy a speedy recovery and to extol some of his virtues that make him one of the game's brightest young stars and one of one of my favorite players in the league. All right, on that note, before I get out of here, I'd like to implore you to listen to the podcast that no one asked for. It features Jordan, Paulie, and Kyle. And the middle initial podcast with Jude, with Jude Jackson and Andrew L. Case as they discuss current sports topics. Both of those podcast both of those podcasts, just like mine, are under the Ascension Podcast Network. And I I would suggest that you rate, review, and subscribe all three of them. All right, that's it for me. Thank you for listening. Rate, uh, once again, rate, review, and subscribe for my podcast, and I will see you when I see you. And now, please rise.